What's going on, everyone? We have another episode of Game Time Excellence, where we talk about your mission, mindset, mastery, and maintenance. Today, we have two special guests. Uh, Normally, I have one. And today, they're going to talk about some stuff I have no idea. I don't I don't know anything about this subject, but that's why I have them on. Um, today we have Julio Torado and Nathan Sweeney. Uh, you guys should know who they are. No, um, maybe you shouldn't know who they are because what they're about <laughs> to talk about is a reason why you shouldn't know who they are. Um, but for the people that don't know who you are, Julio and Nathan, can you share with them um, a little bit about yourself? So uh, whoever wants to go first, go ahead to Julio. Sure. Well, so I I, I am. Uh... Julio Torado, uh, as we said, uh, I work at a bank. I've been in banking for a long time. I do uh, internal audit and mismanagement, uh, which includes a little cybersecurity, which we're going to talk about a little bit. I've uh, been uh, known Shamiel uh, for a little while now. We, we met at uh, our jiu-jitsu academy. Yeah, where I choke him out every day. We, no, he just... chokes me out almost every day. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> almost. <laughs> uh, it's a pleasure to be on the podcast, man. Thank you. You're doing a great job. I really appreciate you. Thank you for uh, coming on and making some time out of your busy schedule. Uh, Nathan, uh, share with the users, you know, uh, who you are. Sure. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm the other side of the coin from Julio. Julio's the defensive guy. He keeps the bank safe. I'm the hacker that uh, tries to break in. So I work for a company uh, called Secure Ideas, and we mm-hmm. do, officially, we call it penetration testing. Some people call it ethical hacking or, you know, stuff like that. Uh, we, we come in and try to figure out, we, we try to hack you before the bad guys can. We try to help you find, you know, you've spent all this money on your security controls. We assess those and determine, are they actually working the way you think they are? Right. Where, where are your gaps? And then, you know, what do you need to do to fix it so that you don't be the victim? That's, that's very interesting. Um... And I've I've been hacked on uh, Instagram before, like someone like started like, you know, messaging people, which was uh, very weird, uh, as well as Facebook. So uh, maybe, you know, you guys can teach me that. that's like minor, but maybe you yeah. guys can teach me some some cool things right there. Um, but that's interesting. You know, how do you get into this? Uh, like, you know, I love starting off with every podcast with like, yo, what's your mission? Uh, and so. How did you figure out, like, this is what I want to do with my time and my energy and, and being a uh, help the world uh, with cybersecurity? You know, Nathan, you know, how did you figure out this is what you wanted to do? Yeah, so I, I fell into it by accident, honestly. Yeah, um, as, as a kid, I was always that kid that was interested in things and poking buttons that I probably shouldn't have and, you know, wanting to take everything apart and figure out how it worked and put mm-hmm. it back together. Um, and uh when I, after I, I went to college, graduated, got a job and I was working for a, a company building stuff, right? We were doing, you know, we were making things the right way, the good guy way. And, um, security started becoming a thing and it was, it was interesting to me. And I hit a point when I was about 27 where I said, what the heck do I want to do with my life? Like right. I was in a company, I was working for my father-in-law. The plan eventually was for me to take over the com- company. You know, like I was set. Right but I wasn't happy. And uh, I spent about two years, two and a half years, really struggling, trying to figure out what do I want to be? What do I want to do? What am I good at? What do I like? You know, what's, what's my mission? What's my calling? And um, I, I learned, I was getting more into security and I learned about this whole penetration testing thing, hacking thing. And uh, I'm like, I'm good at that. It's, right. This just fits, you know, like 
I found my people. And uh, so I, I, uh, it's, it's kind of a long story, but the short version is, I said, this is what I want to do. I, I put together a business plan. I went to my bosses at the time and said, hey, I think we can do this within our company. I think we can mm-hmm. offer these services. And if you'll invest in me, I think this is worthwhile trial. Right. If, if not, I'm going to pursue it somewhere else. I'm going to go find somewhere else that I can do this. And mm-hmm. uh, they believed in me. They, we spent about five years trying to make it work. And ultimately, it didn't quite work just with that business model. It didn't fit in that company. Um, and I, I, I left to become a consultant at that point. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a really intentional time of, of struggling for me of like, Hey, what do I want to do? What am I good at? Why am I here? Right. Right. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, uh, follow that up, Julio. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) No, but but before Julio say something, I, I think it's like, you know, I think a lot of people struggle with, like you said, like you were 27. I think it's very rare that fi- someone finds like their mission um, at 21, 18. Yeah, know, a lot of times yeah. people go through like different careers before they actually find what they truly want to do. And so, you know, Julio, um, you know, we're not going to like say how old you are. I don't know how old you are. Actually, I know you're like uh, like 25. That's what we're, we're going to say. Right there now. you go. I'm digging um, it. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, how'd you get to where you are? You know, you're in, you're in banking and then now you're um, part of your job, too, is to um help with the security as well so like right how did you get to the place that you're in as well well like like you predicted it's a whole lot less sexy than what nathan just said um <laughs> uh so i, I want to say it was in 2007 when i started the job as internal audit at the bank and with internal audit um the, the way if i were to summarize it it's about helping the company achieve its objectives as best as it possibly can. Mm-hmm. Every company has tons of policies and procedures and they're generally really boring, but there's just a, it's a necessary thing you have to do to manage a company. You know, working for a bank, there's tons of regulatory requirements, a lot of you know, bank examiners and laws and regulations. And, and, and then you got, you know, company objectives, companies have to do stuff. So part of what I do is to evaluate processes, assess, help the, the bank achieve those goals in a more efficient, effective way. Part of that involves security, cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. And the reason I lean more towards security, I, it, when you look at all the, the things I do, there, there's more emphasis in, in information security because I think that's one of the places in my bank I can have the biggest impact. So mm-hmm. it's very, you know, Nathan, what he does is God's work in my opinion because right. he's helping companies uh, find ways to become safer and avoid, minimize the chance of, of these ridiculously high number of breaches that are happening every single day. Right, right. And, and I, um, I, I got to point out that Nathan means gift from God in Hebrew. So <laughs> just, just put that out there. <laughs> but should we trust you? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. fact, fact check that. See, for the, for, the people, for the people who can see this, um, Nathan has a sign in the corner that says, don't trust me. But it, like... I don't know. What's that about real quick before we continue? <laughs> don't trust me. Like, can, can, should we trust you? Should we not trust you? You know? Yeah. yeah. So, so, uh, our, our, our company's motto or our trademark is uh, professionally evil. And, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people really like that branding. They, they think, Oh, that's funny. That's cool. Right. But we take it, we take it to heart, uh, very seriously. We're, we're a very, uh, not just an ethical company. We're, we're a very, uh, a company with a strong moral core. We're actually, literally right now this week going through and and revamping our company values and that that strong sense of morality is a very 
is something we take very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, companies are trusting us to break in to their stuff, right? I mean, right. like one of my favorite stories, I, I stole like $3 million worth of gift cards from a clothing store. Oh, wow. And there was no there was no way of knowing like I could have taken as much of that as I wanted and nobody would have ever known. Right. And so, you know, companies are putting that level of trust into us. Um, and, and we take that very seriously We we, we really hold on to the professionally part mm-hmm. of professionally evil. Um, so yeah, we joke about, you know, don't trust me. I, my, my opinion is don't trust anybody. Right. right. Like trust. Everybody says trust should be earned. No, you can't earn trust. Don't trust anybody. You, there's a level of healthy skepticism that you should have in everything. Well, Julio, go tell you, go tell your wife uh, I don't trust you. Let's see. How that <laughs> <goes>. <laughs> it's it's um, layers of trust. trust. Like security, trust is a it's a all scale. about the layer. All about yeah. the layer. Yeah. I got you. I got you. And, and I think it's so interesting just from the the, the cybersecurity because um, you think I, I bet a lot of companies think they're doing um, the best they can do to uh, protect their customers, to protect their data from getting breached? And have you noticed that uh, a lot of companies' security are like are, are not meeting the standard that they should be? Or are they doing a good job? Which, which one is it? And, you know, the, I, I would say there is a very small percentage of companies that are really, really taking it seriously. And I mean, I would say maybe five to 10%. Oh, wow. Um, the vast majority of companies are either wow. doing the bare minimum they have to do to get by mm-hmm. or are think they're doing more, but just aren't really putting the efforts in there. And it's hard. It's expensive. Security yeah. costs money. Right, so, right. and it doesn't, it doesn't return money. Right. So um, the, the world, I always talk about security being a, a, a an arms race. Mm-hmm. right the attackers are trying to come up with better attacks the defenders are trying to come up with better defenses um the, the attackers are kind of winning right now right it's really hard in the business world man i don't know if i should put out this podcast because you know that some <laughs> hackers some hackers might be listening to this and be like oh yeah i can um i can do this i can do that i can do this is like a little candy store to put Shamil, out. they're always listening you're fine you're good they're always listening. okay, okay. <laughs> Um, so Julio though, I don't know if you can say this or not, but as far as, um, your company, has your company been improving in their, uh, their security standards that are you allowed to say that? or not? Well, I, I definitely can't speak specifics, but every financial institution, mm-hmm. uh, has, has always been toward the improving, uh, direction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that makes banks different is is unlike a regular business they're regulated so they have bank examiners that that have to continuously with every 12 months every 18 months 24 months they have to take a look at the bank and see how they're doing mm-hmm. so the bankers we feel pressure we feel pressure the regulars are saying you know the, the attackers still doing this you need to be here you got to continue to to make this point it's very competitive i know that, that that's a theme of your podcast game time mm-hmm. excellent this is a very competitive battle between the attackers right. and the vendors so banks are getting better over time. To Nathan's point, though, uh, it's, it's still not enough. You know, the, just overall, all companies, we're not seeing enough progress. And I, I'd be, I mean, if, if I can, you mind if I ask Nathan a question, Shimmy? I don't mean to cut you on your Oh, yeah, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Get me, let me take that mic. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you, you, said, you said about 5% of companies uh, are, are doing it right, approximately. Um, 
and, and that the attackers are winning. How long do you think attackers have been winning? That really got my attention. How long? Oh, man. Yeah. Um, that, that's a great question. I, I don't know that I could put a number on that. Mm -hmm. I, I would almost say since they started trying. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I mean, so the, the technology we use today, the internet, computers, all, all of the technology was built from the idea of let's just trust everybody. You know, mm -hmm. back in the 70s and early 80s, oh, you know, we're on the same network. It's cool. We can trust people, right? This is for academic use. We can trust people. And as soon as people realize there are bad people in the world, um, it's kind of been downhill ever since. And I mean, security has improved significantly in the last 20 years, but there's still a lot of gaps. Right, and, right. Yeah. And a lot of it is it's it's behavioral issues. Um, mm. You know, it's it's um, people fail. And as long as there's somebody willing to take advantage of failure, we're going to have problems. Yeah, for sure. And, and uh, with so many apps, so many um, websites, you know, our data is just like, it's just freely being given to, you know, each one of these things. And then if you look at apps, I know there was like a big uproar about uh, TikTok, you know, how mm -hmm. TikTok, they could, uh, you know, see and, and your pictures and all types of stuff or whatever. But what I found interesting was, if you look at most of these apps, most of these apps say the same thing that TikTok does, you know, mm -hmm. and it's just um, so with that right there, would you uh, for users, would you be nervous to download some of these apps or which one do you deem like essential? You know, what I mean? like how would you go about that whole process? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, from my perspective, again, coming back to the don't trust anyone completely. Right. It's a scale. Um, you know, I'm going to trust an app from a known source, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, something like that, like a, an official app that is, is legitimate. I'm going to trust that more than, um, you know, Jim Bob's bait and tackle and social security services, right. you know, whatever it might be. Yeah, um, right. Like, but the problem is, where does that scale down? It's easy for like the top, maybe 10 or hundred companies. But when you mm -hmm. get into the even like TikTok, that's really hard because they're a really big company, really well known. Um, the problem is they're controlled by the Chinese government who mm -hmm. is actively trying to steal that data. Mm -hmm. And 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 that's not a that's not an accusation. I mean, that's a proven legitimate, you know, the FBI has said this is happening. Right. Mm -hmm. So I I honestly don't know. As a I don't think it's I don't think there's an easy way for consumers to win right now mm -hmm. at that at that discussion, do I install this or do I not? That doesn't mean you should give up, mm -hmm. right? That I think that means you should be aware of what could happen. You mm -hmm. have to pay attention to what's possible, what data you're putting out there. Um, you know, mm -hmm. like like I post, I travel, well, I don't travel now because it yeah, COVID, but uh, right, right. I used to travel a ton. And, you know, friends would tell me like, oh, you know, you post on Facebook that you're in this city or in that city. Like, aren't you worried about your family? Like people could see that you're away from home. I'm like, right, right. My wife knows how to use the shotgun. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you got to know your security controls, right? Know right. what you're putting out there and and how are you handling that? You right. got to be intentional about it. Right, right. And, and uh, I think you, you said something that's uh, um, very important. I, I so I have a um, a coaching group in the morning that I do. Um, Julio is actually come on, Nathan. You should join too. But uh, <laughs> all always selling. So, uh, um, but. One of the things that I, I think is so important, just as far as um, 
um, life, sports, life in general is just like maintenance, take care of yourself, being like self-aware. And I think a lot of times we kind of like just mindlessly do a lot of the things we do. Um, and you said be self-aware as far as like what are the, what the data like you're putting out there. And I think a lot of times you, you get on Facebook and you're saying this, you're saying that, and you're not aware of like what you're putting out there on the internet and what you're giving away. Um, so both of you guys, this is a question for both of you guys. Uh, what are like three steps, you know, you could do to heighten up just for like a, not for a business, but just for the, the regular consumer? Um, what, could, what are three steps you can do to heighten up your, your security and be better about that, your cybersecurity? You want to go first, Julio? Yeah, I'll make uh, one quick comment that Nathan kind of hit at. And I, I think this is probably something that doesn't get prioritized. Nathan said that we should be skeptical, that we should be professionally skeptical. To her point about trusting an app, even if it's got a million downloads, I don't know how many downloads TikTok has, but it definitely is more than a few thousand. So you, if you look at a mobile app and you, you try to gauge whether you should install it because it's got a bunch of downloads, well, that test didn't pass for TikTok. Mm -hmm. So being skeptical, uh, being aware that there are threats out there, whether it is because your app uh, accesses it, accesses lots of content on your device, or whether it's because you have devices at home that are listening, whether it's because you, you have a, a barrage of attacks coming at you via, via email, being skeptical, being professionally skeptical, I think it's really important. Mm -hmm. No, I definitely agree with that. Dude, skeptical. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'll, I think this goes along with that. Um, first thing I always tell people is recognize that you're a target. Because everybody always says, oh, that'll never happen to me, right? Like, mm -hmm. well, who, why would anybody care about my data? Why would anybody care about this? It'll never happen. Uh, but it does. It happens to people. Uh, what, and and I'm going to say it, right? Whether it's having your Facebook hacked, whether it's your bank account compromised, mm -hmm. and you know, whether it's somebody stealing your identity. I mean, there's a lot of different things. Um, so one, recognize that you are a target. People are coming after you. Mm -hmm. um, maybe they just want to you know, steal a little bit of your money, right? If they can... If they can send you an email and convince you, hey, we compromised your computer and we took video of you doing that thing you shouldn't have been doing the other day, mm -hmm. and we're going to release that to the public if you don't pay us a hundred bucks, mm -hmm. you know, right. or a thousand bucks, whatever it might be. So recognize you're a target. Um, I, I always like to tell people to be intentional when it comes to security, and and especially mm -hmm. on the business front, it, it can get overwhelming. You know, you, you could have a guy like me come in and spend a lot of money saying, you know, what do we need to do? And you get it all mapped out and then you're just overwhelmed. Like I can't right. do that. But if you spend, like you said, 15 minutes a day, just being intentional, maybe an hour a week. And, mm -hmm. and I think you did a, a video uh, a couple of weeks ago where you talked about going back through your day and spending 15 minutes saying, mm -hmm. you know, like what were my interactions and, and mm -hmm. what happened and what should I have done better? And I, I think it was about baggage, right? Like getting yeah. ready to that baggage, yeah. like doing that same type of thing intentionally with, okay, where do I sit today? Where do I want to be? How do I move 15 minutes forward? Right, right. right. And 15 minutes a day adds up real quick. It, oh, it's yeah. going to be slow, but a year from now, you'll be in a lot better shape than, than another guy. Right, right. No, I love it. I love it. And have you guys seen, um, I don't know how much Netflix you watch, uh, um, but have you guys seen Social Dilemma? The, I think it's called Social Dilemma Project or something like that. Not yet. I, Not it yet. It popped up on my feed the other day, but I haven't watched it. Man, I watched it. I was like, Man, I need to get off social media because <laughs> this, this is crazy. Um, and, and you know, like like the creators, now, now you're skeptical. Now you get it. Oh yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> skeptical now. Um, 
but like the like the the the, the creators of Facebook and Twitter and um, I think LinkedIn and some other uh, some some other platforms, like they said, they intended for this to be like a you know a good wholesome um, entities or whatever. But you know when you start bringing money into it and you know just I think humans like we're just naturally like evil like deceptive people like this yeah. in general um and so when you have that involved then you start you know um having other things uh, happen during these situations and i didn't realize like you know their goal is to keep us like mindlessly like scrolling down yep. youtube down instagram down facebook and what you said like that, that made me think about that was uh recognize you're a target and a lot of times you think like oh is i'm not like a big company why would someone want to um steal whatever i have you know i'm not a million dollar company i don't have a billion dollars whatever why would someone want to do that but recognizing that you are a target and so uh i think that's so important right there and like kind of moving forward a little bit cyber security okay I think this is uh, um, an interesting topic, which I didn't didn't, didn't think about before. <laughs> um, I'm and, glad you came around. <laughs> and actually, so fun, funny thing is, actually, I didn't think about this until Julio. Like, funny story. So um, I'm like Julio. I'm gonna record some of these calls during the coaching call, and and so like during the coaching call, it's a lot of self awareness, a lot of reflecting, a lot of uh, introspection. And we're talking about like, you know, just being vulnerable during, during this time. And, and Julio's like, hey, if we're gonna record some of this stuff, I don't know how open I'm gonna be. I'm like, oh yeah. In the back, in the back of my mind, I'm like, Julio, you're tripping right now. Like, what's, what's, <laughs> what are you talking about? And he called me, we had a conversation and he shared with me like, hey, I don't want some information being out there because like this can be out there for anyone to get and I'm gonna be vulnerable at that point. I'm like, oh. That's a good point. I never yeah. thought about that. And so he has that whole mindset of like, don't trust anyone, be skeptical. And so that's where that's where this started. And so with uh Welcome to the club, Shamil. Welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't I ain't, I'm I'm in the club now, I guess. But uh uh with uh, with the business now, now just switching over from the consumer to the business, um, what is what can they do to uh, up their security standards? So I, I would say that the, the two biggest things, uh, or maybe the three biggest things, I'll, I'll give you three. So one is password management, right? Mm -hmm. Every user needs to have an individual password. Don't use shared passwords everywhere. And, and find a password manager that you like, whether it's LastPass, 1Password, KeyPass. Uh, these are systems where, uh, like, for instance, I use LastPass. And all of my passwords are stored in LastPass. I don't know any of them. I maybe know two or three passwords. Mm -hmm. uh, I know my password to get into LastPass and I protect it with two-factor authentication. Mm -hmm. um, and beyond that, like every single password for every site that I use is like 30 characters. Okay, so I just, question real quick though. Yep. Can, um, can uh, LastPass not be compromised too? Great question. Well, yeah, great question. <laughs> <laughs> Speak of the devil. <laughs> yeah, which it comes back to that layers of trust, right? Like mm -hmm. I, uh, I'm impressed with, last passes model they have done well mm. it could absolutely be compromised okay. um, they have put a lot of controls in place to prevent that detect that minimize the impact 
Um, the biggest threat with that is like the NSA, the CIA, like they could go and, and survey a, a national security letter. And technically it's possible that maybe they could steal your data that way. Mm. Um, for an attacker to do it, it would be very difficult. I won't say it's impossible, but it would be very difficult. Okay. Okay. But yeah, but here's the thing though, even with that small possibility, that tiny little bit of risk is still much better than all of the risk of you using weak passwords or using the same password on lots of sites. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I download for our company, obviously uh, often when there's a big breach, I will go download all of the data that's posted online. Mm -hmm. And then, so when I'm attacking somebody for a company or whatever, I will go search that data and see if I can find passwords from that company that mm -hmm. have been compromised. Now and it may not be a password. He's a good guy. He's one of the white hats, right? <laughs> yeah. So if he's doing this profession just to be really effective what he does, mm -hmm. obviously bad actors are doing something comparable. Right, right. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. So, so the password thing, use good, strong passwords. Don't reuse them. Two-factor auth everywhere on that side. Um, the other thing is, is patch. Do a good job of patching your stuff, right? You've got your operating system. You've got mm -hmm. your phone. You've got your routers and access points that you never touch. Mm -hmm. You know, Maybe you've got a point-of-sale system. You've got devices all over the place. You've got individual applications. Right. Those all need to be patched, and you need to have a plan to make sure you're doing that. Okay, patch. What do you what do you mean by that? We're talking security updates, right? Yeah, yeah. So the, okay. the vendors are updating stuff. They find vulnerabilities and they write a patch for it. They they write a a new version of the program that's fixed and updated. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, your phone, um, like my, my phone prompted me this morning and there was a an update. Um, see, okay, and I needed okay. To now hold on now, now hold on. <laughs> see, you, you talk about you know being skeptical and don't trust anyone. I don't trust Apple, okay? And so with the updates, I feel like right. there is. Um, I We're going to talk off camera. No. Yeah. So, so I, I trust Apple to, to what Julio's referring to. I trust <laughs> Apple enough to to purchase some stock. Okay. But I don't trust them <laughs> as far as I think they, they, um, they do something with these updates to jack your phone up to buy the next version sure. of their phone. So that's, that's, so. Now, I don't know how you feel about this, Nathan, um, but first of all, welcome, Shamel, to the Club of the Skeptical. You get it now. <laughs> uh, I, you, you have to assume, you have to be realistic. There's no 100% security anywhere. This is about risk management. So you bring the risk down to an acceptable level, to, something, to a level you feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. To your point, there's no 100% guarantee that if mm -hmm. your iPhone has the latest uh, up security updates, You've minimized your exposure by a whole lot so that you have less potential attacks that can be successful. Is it possible Apple could be doing something malicious? Is it possible some other uh, country via TikTok could be doing something malicious? Possible. But think, about, think about it from a business perspective. If we have a, what if it came out that, and this is, this is for, true for any conspiracy, but what if the information came out to prove that Apple was maliciously attacking users to force them to update? Right. That would be a huge thing. That would mm -hmm. cost them that would their stock would fall, that would cost them sales, that mm -hmm. would cost them long-term scopes. That would be really bad. So right, right. they are not going to outright do something like that. Mm -hmm. Now, and and this basically happened. If if they're in a business meeting and they're looking at options of like, you know what, the batteries on these older phones are getting bad and we keep pushing down new updates that require more more power, 
but if we use that on these older phones, it's going to make their them last longer. Maybe we throttle it down, and so the phone doesn't work as fast. Mm-hmm. That's an option. And then right. you know, in the back, somebody else is saying, you know, that might cost some more sales as well. That's not always mm-hmm. a bad thing, right? right? We have good intention, but you know, we benefit from it too. Right. That's that's how business works, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're not being intentionally malicious. Mm-hmm. It may negatively affect you, but most people ignore the positive side of it too. They're not just trying to push you to a new phone. They're mm-hmm. also trying to keep that phone you have working a little bit longer mm-hmm. because it can't work with the newest stuff. And so okay. there's always a, it, it's never a, you know, with any conspiracy theory, it's always more complicated than people know. There's always right, more details. Right. So yeah. it sounds like, it sounds like you have to ask you, so what, what are the right incentives? What incentive does Apple have to be malicious? Mm-hmm. And your point is not, not many, you know, than yeah. any successful company. Yeah, that's it. Um, um, you know, I appreciate the the new perspective that I that yeah. I can look at it. Uh, and so before I um, you know, start talking about Apple and, and my conspiracy uh theory right there, what are some other things besides the 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 password managers? And um, what are some other things a business can do to uh, up their security? Uh, let's see. We talked about patching. We talked about password management. Mm-hmm. Um, what about phishing, Nathan? Let's talk about phishing. Yeah. So, so user awareness training. Um, mm-hmm. And this, this goes back to what we talked about with individuals, you know, training people to recognize they're a target, mm-hmm. training them to recognize, um, you know, Hey, here's what, here's what malicious phishing emails, or this is what social engineering looks like. Um, we have a, I, I've got a client, I, I work with a lot of folks in the point of sale industry mm-hmm. and we had a reseller. This is a company that buys point of sale equipment and sells it to merchants, you know, mm-hmm. grocery stores and restaurants and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So this reseller got compromised and the attackers weren't able to do anything on their network, but they stole all of their customer data from their CRM system, oh, the wow. customer relation management. Then they used that information to call the individual restaurants and said, hey, this is Jim Bob from Jim Bob's POS. We've got a critical update. There's a big vulnerability. I need you to type in this link on your server and run this code so that we can patch your system. Oh, Wow. Yeah. Now, fortunately, they had trained their customers well enough to be suspicious. Right. So the customer said, you know, that's, that's weird. I don't, that's not, this is, this is odd. So they called back on a number that they knew was legit Mm -hmm. and said, did somebody from here just call me and tell me this? Right. And you know, that, that kicked off an entire investigation at that point, but, Mm -hmm. but teaching people to be suspicious, you know, when you get an email that says, Hey, this is the CEO, I'm getting ready to jump on a plane, but I need you to, to, um, wire $10,000 to this account or we're right. going to lose this big job. Do this immediately. You know what? You need to be like, wait a minute. That's, that's not right. I need to follow up. Mm-hmm. That, that sort of thing. Yeah. If yeah. you're a business and you just heard what Nathan said, he's going to save you literally hundreds of thousands of dollars. Callbacks, 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 callbacks. That's so yeah. simple, but so effective. Right, right. No, that's awesome right there. And, and I've kind of had a similar situation so uh, a couple of years ago, you know, I do motivational speaking um, and it was like a legit, they, they, they did a good job. I mean, I, obviously, you know, they, they, they trained themselves up and they, for uh, this type of stuff to win the battle. And uh, it was an email for me to go speak in London at this church. And it looked so legit, so legit. And, but what was fishy was they were asking for, I think it was like $1,000 to get approved for my passport or something like that to go over there. And then I ended up having to call the the embassy or something, you know, just to make sure like everything was okay. And I found out like, 
I shouldn't have to pay anything. And I was so mad because I was like so close to doing it. I'm like, man, this is a great opportunity to go speak in London, blah, blah. And, um, and then the speaking fee that I charged, they were like, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> that's, that's like the, the old scam when you put something on Craigslist and somebody would call you back and they're like, that's awesome. I, I'm, you know, like an apartment or a car, like my kid is flying over from, you know, Europe and, and they totally, this is perfect. Here's the thing though, like they can't carry a lot of cash with them and we can't write a check. It'll take too long to clear. So I'm going to mail you a check, but I'm going to mail you more than what it's for. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll give you a 10% premium. If you can cash this, take out some extra cash and have it available for my kid when he gets there, Right. you know? And so you do that, you think, thinking, Hey, this is great. What not you end up, maybe, maybe you send them the money in different ways or whatever. And then you find out, Oh, by the time that check cleared, it was, you know what I mean? Like, yeah it, it's a con artist thing it's yeah. it's a like do you know do you know the source of con artist do you know what that name what that stands for no a, that's a it stands for confidence it's a, mm-hmm. a a con artist is a confidence artist it's a it's a type of attack Ooh. that goes back thousands of years where they take advantage they build confidence in something that's false mm-hmm. and then and then steal that from you and oh, uh, wow. th- that's never going to go away i mean they use right. computers today they use phones before that they use whatever before that like you said, people suck. I mean, yeah. say that. I mean, <laughs> hey, that's the same people thing. Yeah. Yeah, there are bad people thing. out there. Yeah, yeah I, I think, I mean, you, you said it a little differently, but, you know, I think, like, everyone, uh, humans in general are hum- evil individuals. Evil. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess you you may have put it a little better, but whatever. <laughs> evil suck is all the same thing. It's all the same, yeah. 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 And, and so, um, you know, Julio, Julio, uh, as far as uh, – you know, with cybersecurity, what got you down this, like, so your relationship with Nathan, um, how'd you, one, how'd you find Nathan? You know what I mean? Because I don't know, like, this is, I don't even think about this, you know? Like, so, like, how'd you find Nathan? And then uh, what have you noticed uh, just from uh, the improvements in your business with uh, working with Nathan and, and all that good sure. stuff? Well, I can't speak to my business specifically, so let me yeah, get, yeah, you don't have to get to that, that off, yeah. off the table. Um, so uh, about a year or two years after I started an internal audit, uh, I started getting tasked with technology related audits and, and little by little, I realized I want to know more about cybersecurity. And, and so I made that a priority. Long story short, left the bank to do my own consulting thing, got, got rehired back and was an information security officer at the bank so that I had to make that my top priority. And I spent a year diving deep into InfoSec and I started attending, uh, there's, a, there's a chapter in Tulsa called the Information Systems Security Association, ISSA. Mm. And, and right, right toward, the, toward the end of that year, I asked, I asked the guys, hey, I, I'm, I'm looking to meet some security folks. I'm, I'm not a new security. I'm trying to le- learn some more things. And uh, can I volunteer for your group? And they brought me aboard. And about a month afterwards or so, I, I was told I was going to go back and turn, turn audit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I stuck with the guys. Uh, so I, I'm on their board. So he, he's, a, you're, he's a secretary. Mm-hmm. I'm the no. He, I'm the secretary. He's a treasury <laughs> treasurer. Um, so we we do something in there. Uh, so we're, we're part of the ISSA, and the ISSA, just so, you, so anybody that's curious about it, it's a nonprofit group that helps with training and networking in in the city of Tulsa. Mm, so we okay. we bring together security professionals, IT auditors, anybody who's interested in cybersecurity, to to hear from experts. Uh, all sorts of variety of topics. Uh, and uh, I want to say two months ago, it was threat hunting. Recently, it was about this really cool program 
and, and it's just a chance for people uh, to hold learn. On, it. Hold on, hold on. Thread hunting. What was what's that? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thread hunting is, is a is a way for for good people to find attackers in a very proactive way. It's you're actively looking for threats within your environment as opposed to just waiting for things to happen and reacting. It's a very proactive way to manage cybersecurity risk. And typically the bigger companies have their staff that are threat hunters. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, we, we heard from a gentleman who was representing a company uh, that provides a service. So you, you, you can outsource it to a third party, mm -hmm. but it's a really cool feature. It's something we don't hear about too often in, in the real world. Mm. Uh, but you know, so this is a, the access is a group where you get to learn these things. That, that's how I've been able. I got and, you. Uh, so, so are, are there chapters in um, you know every city, or I mean, not every city, but in more more cities more than cities. Tulsa? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Oh, that's cool. So I S S A. You got it. Right. Okay. Awesome. I might. Uh, I don't know, you probably you guys probably do like virtual meetings now. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, can I join? I would love to join and learn some more <laughs> stuff because I think this is, you know, I think this is a good start for people to start thinking about it. But I'm pretty sure the the information is is vast um, beyond this what 45 to hour <laughs> like long podcast, you know. Um, so on on top of the the ISSA um, cybersecurity, all that good stuff. Um, you know, there's websites like, uh, do you like Tumblr, Reddit, um, Twitter, whatever. Is there some websites that are more prone to attacking compared to mm. other websites mm. or um, is it all generally the same? I'll let Nathan ask, answer that one. Man, I... So... Sites that you've never heard of, right? You see some random name or whatever, mm -hmm. trust it less than a site that you know, right? With with any business, I'm I'm remodeling my master bath because my toddler flooded our room and everything, our house. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, the the amount of trust I put in a company that has been around for thirty years is different than the amount of trust I put in a contractor that says he can do a decent job. Mm -hmm. Same thing with websites, right? You know, bring it back to to real world the amount of trust you put in some random website you've never heard of should be a little less, mm. but in general, attackers are going to go where people are. Right. And right. So, you know, you. they're going to find ways to use whatever says, um, the word hacker actually, you know, it has a negative connotation because of the movies and Hollywood. Actually, mm -hmm. uh, the movie hackers turned 25 yesterday. Yesterday was the 25th <laughs> anniversary. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. But, the the word actually comes back from like the model train club, I think at MIT back in the thirties mm. or twenties or something like that. Um, and they would basically take apart these commercial sets, hack them to do something that wasn't intended and, you know, build this new cool thing. Mm -hmm. And it, that migrated to computers as well. The idea of as a hacker, we're going to take something apart, figure out how to make it do something cool that's never been done before. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, celebrate how awesome we are, I guess. I don't know. I got but, you. <laughs> So it's the same type of thing. Um, hackers, good or bad, are going to be on any platform. It's just a matter of of how much do you trust. Right, right. I got you. I got you. So we, it just goes back to the to the beginning portion. Don't trust anyone. Uh, and, 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 and be skeptical. Uh, trust no, everyone and don't trust anyone. Yeah. No, that's hilarious right there. Um, just for the users, though, uh, this has nothing to do with cybersecurity or anything like that. Now, um, 
I love asking this right here. Uh, you know, the meaning of life, uh, you know, especially with, man, this year has been crazy. You know, Kobe passed yeah. away in the helicopter. Mm-hmm. Um, Chad, oh, is it Chadwick Bosman? Chadwick Bosman. Um, he just passed away from cancer. Um, I lost my mom to cancer. Oh, um, you know, just life can just happen like quick. And so it just got me thinking, you know, what's the meaning of life? Um, and you haven't even mentioned COVID yet. <laughs> oh, COVID, you know. Yeah, um, there's that little beast. Yeah, I forgot about that. You know, I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've stopped watching the news and all that because, you know, it was just it was very draining. Um, and I'm all about protecting my energy. So I, I have to protect it from the, the whole bombardment of uh, COVID. So uh, well, what do you guys think about what's the meaning of life to you guys? Um, whoever wants to take it first. You got to go first, Julio. Oh, <laughs> it's a tough one. Um, so, so for, for the meaning of life for me is to have as much of an impact as I can. So to make a difference in the best way that I can. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I was lucky in, in that I, I was, I was raised, uh, I was raised poor in, in, in a rich country, uh, in that we had all sorts of protections with you know, Medicaid and food stamps and all those services uh, when I was a little kid and that kept me alive and well fed. And for me, my goal in life, my meaning in life is to give back and make as much difference as I can. Okay. Okay. No, I like that. I like that. Um, and then the food stamps. What, what was the what was the go to food on on the food stamps? The, the that, food that, that was actually that was when they were actually food stamps, not those fancy little debit cards. Actual stamps. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my my favorite uh, to, to go to snack was the, these little. I, I mean, it's funny you ask that. Uh, I have this really really vivid memory of this one bodega in in Brooklyn uh, that I would go to with food stamps to get cheese puffs. I oh, love. Okay. So, just there you go. <laughs> Nowadays they have like the, the, yeah. the big yeah, like, like who needs that? Oh <laughs> uh, no! Like, like we, you know, we talk about COVID uh, and everything. Um, that's what we okay. Not to minimize, I don't, I don't want anyone to listen to this. I, COVID is real. I'm not saying it's not real, but not to minimize it. But I think we have a, a bigger issue as far as like. Um, with the way we eat and mm. the way people like take care of themselves is like a huge issue as far as like mentally, spiritually, physically, and emotionally. Like we do a terrible job, especially in um, America. I mean, I don't know about anywhere else. I'm not going to speak on anywhere else, but especially in America, we do a terrible job. Like I feel care attacked. Of Hey, that's why you need to you need to get on the coaching group, man. We we, you know, we we talk about some of these things, but like you know, um, yeah, that, that might explain maybe why COVID has been so so uh, disaster, uh, such a disaster. We have more people that are, you know, if the country isn't so healthy, then more people will have comorbidities and health issues and, and be more prone to be sick. So, I mean, yeah. I think you're onto something. Yeah, I mean, how many how like how many people take time to to just go outside and walk? done how many people like take time to drink a gallon of water breathe like breathe and and yeah. think about what they can be grateful for you know um you know there's, there's actually been people who have cured themselves just with like watching like comedy like laughing you know laughing tree you know what i mean so i personally believe that that um 
you know, we need to do a better job of like taking care of ourselves, just mentally, spiritually, emotionally, um, physically. You know, I'm not saying you got to go out there and break records like Lance Armstrong, but shoot, go take a walk. You know, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but so to the people that 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 uh, that that feel like I'm um, talking about you. Yes, I'm talking about you. I apologize. Um, Nathan, what what about you, though? The meaning Meaning of life. Yeah. All right. So. I always I always look I'm going to get philosophical here. I like to separate meaning from purpose a little Mm -hmm. bit. When you think about meaning, think about any particular item like like my car. What's the meaning of my car? Mm -hmm. You know, to me, maybe it's a source of pride. I I drive an 81 Chevy truck. Right. Like, I love that old truck. And like to me, that's a source of pride. To my kids, it's a way to get around, right? Mm-hmm. To uh, the manufacturer that made it, it's a paycheck, right? right? Like it's, it has different meaning for different people. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, when I look at, uh, you know, I, I come at it from a Christian perspective. I look at what's the meaning of life. Mm-hmm. The Bible says we were made to glorify God, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's the meaning, that's the intent. Mm-hmm. But then what's my purpose, right? Mm-hmm. For for that truck, I have a different purpose than someone else, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I look at it as what, what is my purpose in life? What am I going for? And I think mm-hmm. that changes over time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think we all have different purposes at different times. And, um, you know, I put a lot of effort into education. I, I've been very blessed and very gifted in a lot of ways. And I like to try to find ways that I can convey that knowledge to other people. Um, and, you know, I, I, I try to be generous, uh, both with time and money because mm-hmm. I feel like that's something I don't do naturally. Like right, it's right. something that I've recognized, Hey, this is something that if I am not intentional about, I won't do. And right, so right. that's kind of been a big purpose for me. Um, yeah. I don't know if I answered that very well, but, but that's... no, you did. That was good. That awesome. Was good. Awesome answer. And, and what I love too is, you know, for the viewers that, that didn't catch on to this and Julio, you probably, I don't know if you didn't catch it either. Nathan just hit us with a little humble brag. You know, he, he he talked this stuff for a little bit. You know what I mean? I've been gifted. <laughs> I've been blessed and gifted in many ways. Hey, you have. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't mean it that I way. Like but it I, no, I like it though. That's but that's the mindset. That like yeah. I'm all. So I, I you know played in the NFL and played football my entire life, and like that's the mindset. Like I think um, that's what everyone should have. Like I have this shirt called like it says addicted to me. And <laughs> I saw that. Nice. And not, you know, not being like uh, um, arrogant or anything like that. But I, there's things to be like a certain like mindset you have about yourself, a certain level of self-love yeah. um, that you have for yourself and a belief and faith that you have for yourself. And so I just picked up on that. I, I don't you didn't mean yeah, it in that it, way, but I think that's like a cool thing. That you did. Well, we'll have to call it confident humility. I love it. There you go. Yeah. Well, and, and a lot of people think they hear the word arrogant or egotistical and they think of those as bad things. Right. And I don't know that they are necessarily bad. Most of the time they are in our society, but if you know what you're good at mm-hmm. and you know where you excel, there should be some confidence there. Right. You know, I mean that, that comes from self-examination and knowing your strengths. Right. Right. No, for sure. And then you said something else and you know, Julio, you've said it a couple of times, Nathan, you said it a couple of times, but being in, intentional, uh, I think that can take you a long way as far as like in your business, but especially cybersecurity, you know what I mean? Going back to what we've been talking about, just being intentional with uh, um, where you're, where, where are you putting your data? What's your downloading? Um, 
being intentional about learning about cybersecurity and, and being intentional about, uh, uh, you know, as far as business, you know, doing everything in your power to make sure you're protecting your data, protecting um, your your customers that, that you have. Um, because, you know, shoot, as far as like a bank, you know, they have a lot of my information. I got my money, one, and then they got, you know, tons of, of data on me. And then you, as far as Facebook, too, as well. So you're mm -hmm. trusting, you don't want to trust them, but you're trusting these companies with a lot of information. And they should be doing everything in their power to keep your information safe. Um, because, uh, you know, nowadays, data is like the most important um, um, asset out there, most important, you know, uh, currency, you know what I mean? So, so yeah, the new oil, isn't that the saying? Yeah. The oil? Yeah. Well, and, and also on, on the intentionality side, you know, if you look at like your car, when you get in your car, what do you do? You pull on your seatbelt. You don't think about it. You just do it. Now, maybe not everybody, but you know what I mean? When you walk away from your car at the mall, what do you do? You lock, I hope you don't go to yeah. the mall. I, I, I hate going to the mall, but if you have to, right? You, yeah. you get out of Walmart, you lock the doors. You don't think about it. You just do that. Mm -hmm. We have a hundred plus years of history, understanding vehicles and security and controls and all that kind of stuff. We know. So we just do it instinctively. Right. IT, te you know, that type of technology has changed so much. I mean, the first iPhone came out, what, 12 years ago? I mean, like, like things yeah. just changed so quickly yeah. that we haven't had time to develop those habits. So yeah. we have to be intentional about it. So, no, okay. This brings up one point. more question, though, right here. With, because I, I was watching The Social Dilemma, and they said, like, um, as far as how fast technology is growing is it's just crazy it's like blow, exploding and it's low it's, it's almost like we can't keep up with it. so mm -hmm. since we kind of we can't keep up with it do you think we can i mean i don't know but can we keep up with the with can we continue to protect ourselves if technology is continuing to grow at such a fast pace you know i'm some people say I'm pessimistic. I think I'm realistic. Mm -hmm. um, we have 50 years of a federalized education system that has been dumbing down the public mm -hmm. um, combined with tech companies like these massive tech companies that have extreme incentive to maintaining a complacent status quo in society. They want, like you said, they want us to keep scrolling because that's right. how they make money. Right. You are not, you know, Facebook is not, um, you are not Facebook's customer or LinkedIn right. or Twitter. You're not their customer. You are their product. Right. They are using you to make money from advertisers. Right. And so the future is just going to become more and more complicated. The technology, the ways that they can, I mean, it's making our lives easier, right? Mm -hmm. I like these things because it makes things simpler, but it's also dumbing down our ability to respond and whatnot. So I, I think they were, they i'm using the global they right whether mm -hmm. that you know whoever it is that right. drives things they they yeah. dangerous they i think they are going to keep things good enough mm -hmm. so that people don't riot and throw a fit and complain and, and stop using certain things right but for individuals it it's going to be more and more difficult to protect yourself as mm -hmm. a as a society i think things will be okay for individuals there are going to be some people that it just sucks for and right right you know, it's like yeah. COVID. Most of us are okay, but for those few that get sick, it, right? Sorry. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to dismiss that. It's just it sucks. It really yeah. sucks. 
for a small few people. That's just the reality of the situation. Yeah. And, and, um, but then, uh, so I got a couple more things that you're, you're, you're drawing my mind right now. But, uh, another thing that I saw in the social dilemma was, um, how, and I've, I've read this other places too as well, but how like the 2016 election was, uh, Cambridge Analytica. Yeah. And so, I think that's going to happen more and more. I mean, shoot, you even see it with um, a lot of the the things that are being like publicized as far as uh, um, COVID and as far as, um, you know, race issues, as far as, you know, just different things, you know what I mean? And so, yeah. um, I mean, what do you think about that? I think that's like, a, a, I know that's not like really like a security thing, but it's just more so like how like technology yeah. How much time you got? No. Yeah, no, no, right. yeah we, 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 could, we could stay here all day. Um, no, it, it is. I think you said earlier that, um, and I think you were talking about social development, that like there were, they had intents when they created it, but then people came in to abuse that power mm-hmm. and to take over and they right. came in with money. We saw the same thing. Um, we see the same thing with Black Lives Matter. Like uh, the, the movement of Black Lives Matter does not line up completely with the organization. So you've got people that are hesitant to say, you know, Black Lives Matter because they don't want to be seen supporting some of the leftist socialist agendas of the move of the organization, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't diminish the movement, but it kind of does. We we saw the same thing with the Tea Party on the right. The Tea Party came out and they said, "We are we are upset with the status quo. We are frustrated. We're going to do our own thing." And that started out great. And then the folks with the money came in and said, hey, we can take advantage of this. We can create an official organization and shift that, you know, use that public um, excitement to do something else. That's always going to happen. We're always going to see that on social media. Um, and whether it's, whether it's, you know, a formal social media, whether it's the, the, the mainstream media, whatever, you're always going to have people with money and power trying to take advantage and shift. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, we, we see it with, uh, you know, we know for sure the Russians are intentionally yep. manipulating people. Um, on, the on Chinese. The, the Chinese, Chinese are doing it. Yeah. It is not all political. A mm. lot of it is financial. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people say, well, conservative media gets taken down more often than, at, than liberal media. And I've, I've got a friend that has investigated this a little bit and actually talked to people at YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. The thing is, who is who is manipulated the easiest? Older people. Mm. Older people tend to be more conservative, and so there's more manipulative videos that attack older or that that attract older people. Those when they create automated systems to defend that and take those systems down, mm-hmm. they're naturally going to take down more conservative stuff with false positives than liberal because there's just more of it. Mm. So it's it looks you know you look at it and you say well obviously they're attacking conservatives. Mm. Well, not necessarily. That's just the, the side effect, right? It's the right. what? What, are the, what does the military call it when that you know they go after one agenda, but then they hit somebody else? Collateral damage. Collateral damage. That mm. yeah, you know. So yeah. it's it's hard to understand. Yeah. I mean, it ties, uh, it ties back to the comment of being skeptical. In, in his case, you can't believe everything you read on any social media app. You know, right? what's so crazy. Like the how many people will? This is. Way, I mean, whatever. We're just down this hole right now, so we're. Just <laughs> but um, it's so crazy to me how many people will retweet, reshare, um, these these memes 
that are so false. If you just Google <laughs> yeah. the, what the what it's saying, you'd be like, oh, that's not true. But yeah. people will reshare it because it fits like their it fits agenda their narrative. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my gosh! Like, are you are you familiar with deep fakes? The concept of deep fakes? Oh, oh, dude, I'm oh. about to blow your mind. <laughs> <laughs> so the technology exists, and I'll find a link and I'll send it to you afterwards. The technology exists to take a video of a person and take a bunch of pictures and, and if video is available video of another person and switch the face oh, so wow. i i can make there there's plenty of video of you out there talking and and, mm -hmm. and doing stuff i can take that and i can put you in any scene i've got a friend that released um uh, videos of him in all of the avengers movies as iron man as the whole mm -hmm. as captain america and it looks legit. You would not believe that he did not star in that movie. Oh, and, wow. And and he did that with an app. <laughs> and, and he downloaded an app on his phone, uploaded his pictures, and done. That is scary. Exactly. It's gotten yeah. so it's gotten to the point now where in the next two to three years, you are not gonna believe you are not gonna be able to trust any video yeah. or audio. Google is doing a thing with uh with uh Google Voice and mm -hmm. they're testing it out right now where um you can you can repeat a bunch of stuff. It can listen to your voice, and you can record all that. Mm -hmm. And then it will create a voice assistant for you that mm -hmm. answers the phone for you and sounds just like you. Oh wow! Yeah. It, it'll yeah. take it'll take fake news to a whole new level. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're gonna have I, you talk about people like not believe. Like this is the thing. There's I think I think there's I don't know, but I think there's like a, a heightened sense of like people being. Uh, skeptical about like what's coming out on the news. I think everyone's like a conspiracy uh, a theory theorist now or whatever. But you let that happen. No one is like, what is the truth? Like, yeah, yeah. This is this is the result of modernism from the from the late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. Mm -hmm. The whole idea that you can't trust anything. There's no central authority. Um, it's all it, it. This is all a result of that. Like once you have no central repository of truth and mm. anybody's opinion matters about anything you get to the point where there is no authority and right, so right. you trust what you want to trust yeah you trust what agrees with what you want to believe yeah that's that's really crazy but i think a lot of people um you know kind of uh, think, i don't know who said i think nathan you said it earlier but um to the point of edu the education system you know keeping us at this like status quo and not challenging us to i, I think um, in education you should challenge your your kids to be critical mm -hmm. thinkers um be self-aware and i think that doesn't happen it's just like do this homework you yeah. pass it in and all that right there but um how many people are like truly self-aware and intentional about that and like take 15 minutes to think about the day and i think that would help with all these things that are going on but I wanted to, to say this real quick um, before I ask my, my last question is um, just as far as like the media uh, and, and advertisement, what, what people can pay for, they have so much power because if you look at um, um, stereotypes and, and uh, as far as I was watching a Bruce Lee um, documentary, I don't know, you guys should check it out. It's like pretty dope. It's on ESPN. Um, but they were talking about how Bruce Lee, um, he just, he got into acting. And before, you know, as, as we all know, if, 
back in the 1960s, 1950s when they were acting, if they wanted to do a black person, they would, a white person would just, you know, put blackface on. Or if they wanted yeah. to do a, a Indian or any person of color, yeah, uh, they would just put some color on. And a lot of times uh, people, the Asians, will be portrayed as like angry. Uh, all they did was Kung Fu and, and, and eat rice or some crap. And <laughs> with that happening, uh, kids would when they see the Asians or whatever, they would treat them in, in that manner. And you see, sure. like, um, yeah. got a dad over here. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, and well, you see that would happen, like, with, uh, uh, I had an older white lady after I got done with the speech. She was like, um, man, you did such a good job. Um, do, is your father in your life? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, he is. He, yeah. he's, He's been in my life, my entire life. He's been in all my games. He's, yeah. he's You're been so there. literate. Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> but but I, I don't blame her because you know that's what's portrayed. You know, that's, and, well, that's what she knew. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so, um, well, as we say in Oklahoma, bless her heart. Yeah. Bless her heart. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I grew up in a small town. I knew one black guy growing up at yeah. all until until I gra- until I went to college and. I just didn't have experiences, right? And so yeah. when all you see is what's on the media, that's that you shapes think. your narrative. Yeah. Um, so I just think that it's just what, what's happening right now with the media is just a tough deal because what's being portrayed over and over. Like I told uh, Julio, when I went to Orlando, all I saw was COVID-19 positive tests. I'm like, shoot, I got to stay in my room because if I, if I, don't, if I leave here, I'm going to get COVID. <laughs> Um, and then I got back and I'm like, well, you tripping. Just don't watch the news anymore because that like really like drained my energy and, and all that. So um, to my question for you guys is this right here. I think my personal opinion, I think everyone should take a sabbatical from like the Internet for at least like a week out of each month. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I, I like it. I, I, I think. Uh... Yeah, I don't know whether one week a month or one day a week is the right formula, but mm-hmm. disconnecting a little bit to, to enjoy life makes sense. Yeah. Right. I got yeah. you. I, I, I think every day a little bit, right? Like you mm-hmm. need that disconnect time. But but also uh, you, you have to be, again, we're coming back to intentional. You got to be aware of what the motivations are and where you're getting your news sources. Like I, I don't mm-hmm. watch, we don't even, we haven't had cable for a decade. Like I don't watch the mainstream news stuff at all. Um, and, and people on Facebook, I, I, I'm not one of those people that just friend everybody on Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, like on Twitter, yeah, whatever, Smart. LinkedIn, whatever Facebook, yeah. like I kind of keep it a little bit more selective. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know who people are. So when they share something, there's an immediate judgment of, okay, I know what this person has shared in the past. How much can I trust this? You know, where's mm-hmm. it coming from? What is the intent of the person sharing it? What's the intent of the person writing it? Mm-hmm. I take all that stuff into consideration. And so I go into everything I read with a little bit of skepticalness. I got you. Skepticality. I'm not sure what the right word is there. Whatever. Um, I think all words are made up anyway. So you can <laughs> <laughs> no, originally at some point. Yeah. You know, so. but, but yeah, no, I, I totally agree that you've got to separate sometimes. And, and um, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to start preaching, but you know, you go back to the, the Hebrews and, and in the, in the old Testament, God told them, write these words on your heart, mm-hmm. take them and, and write them on the, your door seals, put them on your forehead, 
talk about them with your children when you go and when you stay. Like he was basically saying, fill your mind with this good stuff because there's enough bad stuff out there. And we've all got to, we've all got to focus at some time. If, if you're not, it's like when you run a race, right? If you're not focused on the end goal, you're going to go side to side and, and do whatever. Right, right. You know, the self-talk. We, we, yeah. we talked about that uh, recently, <laughs> just being intentional with, uh, you know, what you're putting in your mind and what you're saying to yourself and all that good stuff. I love that. And so. Oh, I got, one of, more, I got one more thing I got to add. This is, okay. a mem- I, I remember, I read this in a book in fourth grade and it's always stuck with me. You remember <laughs> the book you read in fourth grade? Yeah. Oh, I can tell you a poem I, can, I read. I, I memorized. <laughs> hold, hold on. Okay, all, right, all right. All right. We're going to chase squirrels here, if you don't mind. We, we give, give <laughs> Once there was an elephant who you learned to use the telephone. No, no, I mean an elephone who tried to use the telephone. Dear me, I'm not certain quite that even now I've got it right. Howard it was, he got his trunk entangled in the telephone. The more he tried to set it free, the louder buzzed the telephone. I fear I better drop the song of telephone and elephone. I memorized that in fourth grade, and it has wow. stuck with me. Give and, that man a mic so he can drop it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we, we, but I, sh- I should have turned on uh, some instrumentals for you too. There you go. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So, but but to the topic, um, I read this book, and I, I wish I could remember what the book was. But it talked about if you walk down uh, in a straight line mm-hmm. and you just look around and whatever your feet go side to side. Like you can look back if you're walking in sand or in the mm. dirt or whatever, and you can see your foot side to side. But if you look at a point on the horizon, if you have a very specific goal and you focus on that while you're walking, your body naturally goes in line. Mm-hmm. Your feet, if you look back at your, your steps, they will go one in front of the other without you intentionally doing that. Mm-hmm. So you can actually run down a train track extremely fast if you look at the horizon. Mm. But if you try to run down a train track intentionally, it's really hard to balance. Right, right. And it's all about if you have that focus, if you know where your goal is, your body will go in a straight line to it. Right. That's a um that's quotable, Shamil. That's yeah, quotable. That's quotable. That's gonna be like a <laughs> that's gonna be like a clip and we're just gonna like have you that's a clip right there. So I appreciate you dropping that moment for us. Yeah. Um and I'm gonna I'm gonna go try it out. There's a train track uh nearby. So gonna, <laughs> now, you know, make sure nothing's coming, right? Yeah, I don't yeah, 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 I don't so, yeah. you know, Local yeah. man killed by running the track. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh before I go do it, I'm gonna write it down. I'm gonna say Nathan told me to do this, so <laughs> you know, so they know why. Like why did he? Why was he running on a train track? That was like that's very random. Um, they they gonna know it's because of this podcast right here. Yeah, yeah, you just gotta publish it, right? Um, so uh, to the moment of truth. This is the the biggest question, you know. Forget cybersecurity. Forget COVID nineteen. Forget. No, I'm not gonna say that because that's disrespectful. But um, forget anything else. Okay. The moment of truth. If you had one superpower, which would it be? Would it be flying? Would it be teleporting? Would it be shooting laser out of your your eyes? Or would you be like, um, um, what's his name, Iron Man? And you're just smart and you just develop technology to, to, to do all these things. You're rich. Yeah. Uh, which would it be? Uh, Julio went first last time. Nathan, which oh, man. I'm afraid he's going to steal mine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I have thought about this an embarrassingly large amount of time. Um, absolutely the best possible superpower is the ability to control time. 
<laughs> to be able to, to, to fast forward, to rewind. Uh, if, I mean, you, you can make no mistakes, right? right? You try something, it doesn't work. You rewind, you try it again. You rewind, you try it again. All right. Your turn. Hold on that's, that's it. That was it. <laughs> I, I, I was going with Dr. Strange, man. This Dr. is the Strange. Uh, okay. See, mine would have been teleporting. I just, just want to, hey, yeah, I just want to get from place to place, like, yeah. just quickly. My my close second would be invisibility, I think. Mm. Just to be able to be in a situation where people don't know you're there, to listen, right. you know, to find out what they really think. Right. Um, or mind reading. That could be, that would. Ooh. That would be oh. dangerous, though. I don't, I don't know if I want to know, like, people's yeah. thoughts. Yeah. Like, but that's the thing with all of these, right? Like, yeah. I've thought about that. Hey, if, if I'm the kind of guy when I'm trying to go to sleep, I, I come up with a scenario and I just think things through. And it, that's how I fall asleep, mm -hmm. just back and forth. Um, but think through, like, if you could rewind yourself to a certain point in time and then start over from there, would you do it? And if you did it once, right, maybe it's easy, right? Like, mm. it's easy to say, dang it, man, that stock went way down. I'm going to rewind myself to yesterday and, and dump that stock before I, or whatever. Um, that, that's easy. Or I said the stupid thing to my wife and, you know, I, I didn't mean that. Let me mm. rewind that and do that. But where so, do oh, you that's, stop? That's like a uh, uh, click. Have you guys seen click? with adam sandler yeah. oh yeah 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 <laughs> you know what i mean it's real easy to think oh man i, I live this great life things wonderful i'm in my 80s and i'm just gonna rewind till i'm in my 20s but then it's like you know hey there's my wife this is the moment when i introduce myself eh, i'm gonna try something different this time you know what i mean like there's so many different places you could go that would actually be pretty I'm, cool yeah i'm gonna yeah. go back to you know i know when yahoo got big i'm gonna go back mm. and buy that yahoo stock before it happened right and and dump it before uh <laughs> you know the, the the crash so right right hashtag enron i mean all these possibilities maybe you're on it yeah <laughs> yeah literally i i have just filled your brain with sleep material oh that's hilarious yeah um i don't know if i, I will i think that would keep me up all night more so than like make me um, go to sleep uh that's just funny like how people different people i count different. sheep or i i listen to lo-fi music that's my okay mm. right so from the security side the way i used to do it growing up i mean from from the youngest age is i would i would imagine scenarios where like let's say it was my school it was my church it was my home i'm attacking it i'm an attacker i have to compromise this building how would i do it mm -hmm. and then once i think through every scenario i would flip over and say okay i'm a defender defending against an attacker like me how would i do that and then once i figure out the best way to do that i would switch back to being the attacker and say okay how am i going to attack the building being defended the way i would do it mm. and that was just my that's that's how i always went to sleep is just thinking through scenarios so everywhere i've ever lived the city i went to college in the dorm room i was in the churches i've gone to i can tell you the strengths and the weaknesses <laughs> and the ways to right. attack every one of those facilities and somehow i think that naturally kind of fed into where i'm at today yeah, no, that's really awesome right there. I mean, I think that's good for, uh, that's another like little quotable just because yeah, I, yeah. I think um, um, if a business, I mean, I know a lot of times the business owners are thinking about revenue and, mm. and how they can uh, keep their their employees happy and, and keep them you know, producing the best way possible, all that good stuff right there. So you don't necessarily think about like if someone was to attack me, how would they do it? And then how yeah. should I defend it? And then um, all that good stuff. So that's why you do need um, a third party. Um, so that's yeah. why you're, you're in business. Um, oh, shoot. Ah, 
I'll just ask you off air that one um, because I would like to know. I will say it, but you don't have to answer it now. I would like to know, like, how profitable is the industry that you're in as far as, like, um, starting a business where you are protecting um, businesses? You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. So you don't have to answer that. Don't worry about well, that. No, that I mean, just- I, I, I'll tell you that the, the security industry is very profitable. There's a lot of money being dumped in security right now as people are trying to compete and figure it out. The problem mm-hmm. is there are so many businesses that have ramped up. Um, you know, like I, I, I used the example earlier, you know, Jim Bob's bait and tackle and security services. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are so many people that, that realized if I add and security services to the end of my name, mm-hmm. I can take a little bit more money off the table. Um, that doesn't mean they're all good. You know, right, we have right. a huge variation in quality of companies. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really easy to start a company. It's really easy to make a little bit of money. It's mm-hmm. really hard to distinguish yourself from the rest of them. Okay. The rest of them, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's like, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I love entrepreneurship and businesses. So, I mean, that's like, shoot, you got Uber and, um, uh, I can't even think Lyft. of the other one. Right? Lyft. 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 Yeah. yeah. And is there another one? I'm pretty sure. Is there another one? Oh, uh, I don't maybe know in another country. Another. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You got I mean, taxi this, cabs. This, the same business. Yeah. I mean, that business model, though, you're talking like Airbnb and yeah, Turo and all that exactly. kind of stuff. Oh, Turo. I've never used that, but that's the, whatever. So, <laughs> um, I so, look but, at it all the time. Yeah, I don't ever use it. Um, but so the last thing right here if, between the both of you guys, it, you guys can do it like together or separately or one can, be, can have one. But uh, for I know we kind of did it through the podcast but just very intentional things that people can do to businesses and people uh, can do right now today to help their security um, be better. What are three uh, things you would give them that they can do like today? Nathan, I'll, I'll take, take the lead. Well, I'll, I'll throw out the easy one because we've said it over and over again. Be intentional. It doesn't happen accidentally. You know, security may not be your thing. You may not know where to start. Be intentional. You know mm-hmm. what? If if you're like, hey, I need to do this and I don't know how, set a meeting for next Monday morning at 9 a.m. and say, I'm going to sit down for an hour and I'm going to figure out what I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do I need to hire somebody? Do I need to task an employee? Do I just need to research and, and Google for an hour trying to figure out what I'm going to do? Spend a little bit of time intentionally moving forward. Um, one one place that I would push people to start is the CIS controls. If you Google CIS security controls, mm-hmm. it's a list of 20 prioritized controls. You start at the top and you work your way down. Mm-hmm. And when you get, you know, like the first two are have an inventory of all of your hardware and an inventory of all of your software. Know what's where, what you're using, how you're using it. And, and you just work your way down. When you get to an item that you're like, this is outside of my capabilities then find somebody that can help you, you know, mm. an IT provider, a security consultant, whatever, um, and move down. Right, right. Love that. Um, what do you think, Julio? What you got? Yeah, that, that's really good. You, you, you beat me there too. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that he, he, he's, on, he's talking about a really great framework that I know we use in my bank and a lot of people use. We talk about it in our chapter. Um, real quick, as it relates to, I mean, I don't know how you feel about the Nathan, Nathan because you're a little biased here, but uh, if you're if you're a business and you're not really sure who to contact, why don't you call your local ISSA chapter? Talk mm-hmm. to people that are there. 
you know, it's, you have, you got a lot of players, you got a lot of folks you can talk to. It's, it, it can be really scary if you're an entrepreneur, if you know how to bake a cake and you are great at baking that cake, but you're concerned and you want to take action. Maybe this is the way you go about it. You contact your local ISSA chapter and talk to them. Mm, um, a, a couple of things uh, I want to reemphasize. Nathan mentioned a few times earlier, uh, two-step verification, otherwise known as multi-factor authentication. Put it on everything. Your mm. bank, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, it doesn't matter. Everything. Because even if you use LastPass or any of the password manager, which is awesome, you should use any of those password managers. Even if you use that, it's still possible. It's still possible some company will be breached and that, that password may have been figured out and have been guessed. Who knows? It's still, there are also potential reasons why your one password to Facebook, for example, will be a guess. But mm -hmm. what's going to stand between you and that attacker is a second uh, level of authentication, that's that mm -hmm. second password that will last 60 seconds. So put two-step on everything. Right, right. Um, it's kind of like having a prenup. You know, you need a prenup. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it's, it's, it's a good backup. That's exactly yeah. that's a great example. Um, and I will tell you guys, for, for everybody at home, uh, you know, all these advice, all these recommendations are great. But I think people, not everybody is the security expert. Somebody at everybody's house needs to own this, needs to take the lead. Mom or dad at home, one of you guys have to own it. Uh, you don't have to be experts. You can mm -hmm. go to... If you, if, you, if you go to Google and you look up SANS and then uh, type the, the word OUCH, O-U-C-H, that's a newsletter put together completely for free by a reputable organization that does security training. And it's written for everybody who isn't a security expert on everything you can imagine. I mean, you can read 12 of those and feel and, and, and you know, be considerably better off. Right. So look, look at that newsletter, share it with your family and take the lead. Take, okay. take the lead. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then... Uh... Uh, do you guys have one? I think uh, the last one, I mean, you, you guys, if you have one more off the top of your head, that'd be awesome. But I heard you say you had a password that was like 30 characters. And I was, I was like, 30 characters? I, I need a password that I, I can remember. You know no, what I mean? that, but, no, that's, 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 the, that, that's you, the weakest password right there. <laughs> no, you shouldn't have to remember password. Use okay. something like a tool like LastPass. Go look that up. Or mm -hmm. if you if you use all Apple products, one password works really well with Apple products. Mm -hmm. um, but like, so for instance, I've got LastPass on my phone. And so I can look it up. Like if I'm, uh, and, and it's connected. If I go to a website, it prompts me to log in. Like I don't have to type in that password. Mm -hmm. I just click the button, put my fingerprint on it and boom, it logs me in. Mm -hmm. I've got a, a browser extension in my browser. So if I go to a website, I go to my bank site, it prompts me to auto fill in that long password. So okay. you got to get away from the way of memorizing them because mm -hmm. people are horrible about memorizing lots of unique passwords. Right, right. That's something completely generic, unique that you never need to know what it is. Mm -hmm. So, and so to add to that, the length of, of the password is a whole lot more important than complexity. So, so you know, to, to his point, a thirty-character passphrase significantly more powerful than an eight-character random what you gonna call it password. Hmm. Okay. So uh, um, those were great tips. Great tips. I'm going to, uh, before you guys, the viewers who, who can watch this, before you guys can listen to this, I'm going to go back and watch this myself and take down some notes so I can uh, um, boost up my security uh, with myself and be more intentional with this as well because um, sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. Um, so I appreciate you guys coming on and, 
uh, going down the rabbit hole that we went down. That was that was fun. And then um, talking about you know cybersecurity. You know, I, I love learning about new things, and and I hope all the viewers that listen to this go you know, take heed to it. And a lot of times we hear some valuable information, but we don't like put it to practice. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, that's a good thought. And then you don't do anything about it, um, which is the dumbest thing in the world. You know, um, I heard like Will Smith, you know, someone came up to him and said, um, oh, man, Will Smith, I want to do everything you did. But one percent of the people will actually do the work that it took to get to yeah. that place. And so I don't want people that are listening to this good point. To, to be like, oh, yeah, this was great information, security, yeah, breachers, all that. And then they're like, they don't do anything about it. You know what I mean? Yep, so yep. I, I I challenge you guys to do something. I, I heard a great thing. Uh, uh, Kobe Bryant was on uh, the Jordan Harbinger show like a year ago or so. Uh-huh. And uh, he made a comment that really stuck with me. He said, you know, the difference between success, because Kobe was successful in so many things, even mm-hmm. off the court. And he said, the thing that makes you successful or not is how you respond to the voice in your head Mm. that voice in your head says hey i need to go do this do you actually respond and make it happen or do you just keep saying yeah i need to do that right voice in your head says you suck you can't do this do you say yeah you're right i can't do that or do you say no i'm gonna make that happen Mm -hmm. how you respond to that voice in your head determines whether or not you're gonna be a success in life right right I feel like you wanted to drop like a, a, a <clears throat> F-bomb or something right there. <laughs> but no, I definitely agree with that. You know, I definitely believe like uh, strategy is one thing, uh, execution is another. And then you know, the way you talk to yourself uh, is so important. So uh, um, I'm going to put the links, you know, if you guys would share, if you guys don't mind, uh, to the people that want to reach out to you. Yeah. Um, how can they find you? Uh, what's the best way to to get in contact so i'm easy i'm uh i'm the only nathan swaney in the world so if you can google it it's all about me uh-huh. uh, <laughs> I mean, that's are you serious more. yeah 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 if you google oh, okay. nathan swaney cell phone it's like the uh-huh. third result oh. i probably shouldn't say that but <laughs> yeah. uh, um, i'm at swaney on uh twitter uh, uh-huh. so yeah people can can reach out to me there okay. um you know my company is secure ideas and mm-hmm. uh if if you need security consulting or you know, penetration testing, vulnerability assessments, that sort of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd love to talk with you. Oh, nice, nice. I uh, will put that in the link as well when I post this. Um, what about you, Julio? If you need any security consulting, I'll defer to Nathan. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just find me on LinkedIn, and, and um, it's a pleasure being the podcast, man. You're doing a great job here. I appreciate it. Um, so, everyone, once again, this is another episode of Game Time Excellence uh, where we talk about cybersecurity, obviously. But uh, talk about your mission, mindset, mastery, and maintenance. Uh, if you like this podcast, leave a comment and share. If you don't like this podcast, uh, still leave a comment and share with uh, um, your people. And uh, maybe because maybe they will like it. Um, but do not leave a negative comment. I do not want to read that. No, I'm joking. Just, just leave whatever you want to leave. And, and I appreciate you taking the time to listen. Uh, you guys have a blessed day. Do not trade what you want most for what you want in the moment. And uh, continue to be excellent.